You're traveling through another dimension. A dimension comprised of knowledge, opinions, and entertainment. A journey on a virtual information highway into a wondrous land whose boundaries are more distant than the outer reaches of the Twitter sphere. Your next stop, the Trend Zone. We're not the suits that talk football, we're the dudes that know football. And you've just crossed over into the Trend Zone. Casey here with Dave, we are the football dudes. Dave, you ready to take the peoples on a ride, bro? Oh yeah, you got that right. <laughs> Excellent. That's the signpost up ahead. Your next stop, the Trend Zone. It is Wednesday, November the 2nd. We're coming to you from beautiful Los Angeles, California. Dave, it's a blistery 67 degrees, bro. How did you do with that rainstorm today? Did it blow your mind? Dude, unexpected moisture. I was uh, <laughs> dumbfounded. We need it, baby. <laughs> oh, man. Well, let's get into it. In today's episode, we'll talk trade. Dave can't talk trade. Dave talks trade. Dave talks trade. He can <laughs> and he will, people. A little survivor. Our fantasy go-back starts of the week. Some total fantasy domination and all of the awesome games from the upcoming week. But Dave, before we get to all that, I know you're holding, bro. You don't hold out. You got tasty nugs for the people. Lay it on <laughs> us. I'm laying them out there. Here it is, man. There's been 55 games decided by six points or less and 71 decided by eight points or less. Both is the most through eight games uh, for eight weeks, rather, of all time. Oh, it's tight like a Tiger day. Speaking of week eight, 10 of the 13 games, that's almost 80%, were within one score in the fourth quarter. And there have been 94 games within one score in the fourth quarter of the season. That is the most through the first weeks in NFL history. Yeah, and 37 games in which a team came back to win or tie after trailing in the fourth quarter in 2022. That's a third most of that type of game in NFL history through eight weeks. And Dave, a little, a little primo that is nug, you know, they say it's a passing league, but the 2022 season has the highest average rushing yards per attempt, just over 4.4 through week eight. That's the most wow. since 1970, bro. Damn. Those were the good old days, man. It's all these running quarterbacks cranking up those rush numbers, Casey. That's right. Hey, you're listening to The Trend Zone, as always, available for subscription on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. Get out there and subscribe, people. It's completely free. Nice. All right, Dave. Mentioned it's Wednesday. The trade deadline is come and gone. There were some huge trades last week. Christian McCaffrey, yada, yada, yada. And a few dandies this week, too. Actually, 10 trades made on November 1st. That's wow. the most ever on an NFL trade deadline, Dave. Let's get it started down there in South Beach, baby. The Dolphins. Yeah, Dolphins acquired Bradley Chubb from the Broncos. They gave up the 49ers 23 first round pick, which they got from the Trey Lance deal. They got they gave up the Broncos 2024 fourth round pick and Chase Edmonds to get the deal done. But they also get back a Broncos 2025 fifth round pick. But a nice acquisition for the Broncos bringing in Bradley Chubb, a guy that can really get after it on the defensive side of the football. Totally. And you mentioned that 49ers trade, the the one pick they uh, traded to get, they move up and get Jalen Waddle. Then they send 2022 to the Chiefs to get Tyree Kill. And then this 2023 pick to Denver for Chubb. Man, 
That's utilizing. That's maximizing. That's ROI, baby. Return on investment. I yeah, F those picks, I suppose, right? <laughs> but also, let's think about this, Casey. The Dolphins forfeited their own first-round pick for violating the tampering rules. Dave, what goes on on the super yacht stays on the super yacht. How dare <laughs> you bring that to land, land lover? <laughs> well, we, mentioned the, we mentioned <laughs> the Bears trading uh Bobby Quinn to the Eagles last week and picked up some uh, picks, but they weren't done with that. Yeah, no doubt. Um, they sent Roquan Smith to the Ravens. That trade was born in preseason when Smith made it clear that he wouldn't get paid. And if the Bears weren't going to do it, he wanted to move. Um, but the Bears send Smith to the Ravens for A.J. Klein, a 2023 second round and fifth round pick. And Chicago is also going to pay $4.8 million of his $5 million salary for the season. So they're footing the bill for a big chunk of that, man. So he obviously wants to get paid. We'll see what the Ravens have to offer him, Casey. Wow, dude. I can't imagine they can throw down 20 mil for this guy when they still haven't paid Lamar, which has to be paid. So very interesting to see how that turns out. That may just be a, a nine-game rental there on Roquan. And uh, Dave, the Bears weren't done there, dude. Yeah, this is an, an, another kind of move, Casey. Instead of shedding players four picks, they go ahead and trade um, a 23 second round pick for Steelers receiver Jace, uh, Chase Claypool, who is disgruntled in Steelerland, but is a young guy and he's got a lot of upside. They give their quarterback, Justin Fields, a new toy to play with out there and actually somebody to really threaten defenses, I think. Yeah, let's go ahead and keep it in NFC North Day. This is weird, man. This is one of those interdivision things, kind of gross. Yeah, and it's a uh, um, Hawkinson's uh, goes to the Vikings, uh, which is yeah, like you said, in 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 the division there. Uh, they send him over and a 23 fourth round pick and a 24 conditional pick to Minnesota for a 2023 second round pick and fourth round pick. So if you sort of wash those 20 uh, 24 fourth round picks out. It looks like it's Hawkinson and a fourth rounder in exchange for a second rounder uh, in next year's draft. Yeah, it doesn't feel like that was great for the Lions. I mean, you know, whatever. But now they have two first rounders and two second rounders coming up. So um, they are getting loaded there. That's right. That's right. That's for sure. Also, the Chiefs traded for another disgruntled receiver, Kadarius Toney. He's going to be super stoked now going to the Chiefs, leaving the G-Man. They send a 2023 third-round pick and a 2023 sixth-round pick to the Giants for the former first-rounder. Wow. Yeah, and Andy Reid is going to try and reinvent this guy. He had a great rookie season. It's kind of fell out of uh, grace there, and uh, now he's on on the move, and he knows what to do with the talented young guy. So he's got a load of receivers over there in Kansas City, but add Kadarius Toney. Yeah, dude. And then, you know, the Niners, we mentioned, got Christian McCaffrey. They send running back Jeff Wilson to Miami in exchange for a fifth-round pick. Dave, more running backs going around, more AFC East action, bro. Yeah, I guess Miami gave up a running back in this whole frenzy as well. So, obviously, San Francisco will cry McCaffrey. Uh, it means the running back room was pretty crowded there and getting Jeff Wilson uh, for a fifth round pick. It seems like a pretty good deal for Miami. Yeah. And then the Colts, they trade Naeem Hines to the Buffalo Bills. The Bills give them Zach Moss and a conditional six round pick. This is kind of a win win, but it's really nice for the Bills. 
yeah, the Bills get a different kind of running back, a running back that's really good out of the backfield, receiving the balls, a different body type. So I think it's a nice move to just sort of diversify their offense as great as it already is. <laughs> and then the Falcons, they traded uh, suspended receiver Calvin Ridley to the Jags for a conditional draft compensation, Dave? Yeah, I think it's a pretty clever um, design to the trade there, uh, depending on when Ridley becomes available, whether Ridley plays, and then if they're able to extend Ridley's contract or you know rewrite a contract, all of those things, all of those conditions impact uh, that draft compensation. So it should be interesting to see how that works out. I think that might be a, uh, a blueprint for some uh, some more creative trades like that in the future. Yeah, free Calvin. He needs to be back in the league, right. man. All right, Dave, let's go ahead and move on to Survivor Three Strikes Pool. I petitioned to, petitioned to get this stricken from the show since I'm dead, but the producers <laughs> weren't having it. So go ahead and tell me how you did last week. I went with Philly over Pittsburgh, and I kept my one strike that remains intact. Well done, sir. That was the most popular correct correct pick last week i'm having trouble talking dave i don't know what's going on here maybe i spent a little too much time with the uh the nugs for the people but the most popular incorrect pick was cincinnati over cleveland wow and moving into next week it is philadelphia over uh houston texans the most popular pick heading into next week uh, if you saved philly didn't use them last week that's gonna be uh, a good one for thursday all right dave Let's move into the fantasy realm. Can you live this fantasy life, Dave? I certainly can, Casey. I'll tell you what. If I could go back, I would have played DK Metcalf. Of course, he's my regular starter. I, I benched him for Alec Pierce because I thought the injury situation with Metcalf was going to really impact his performance. Unfortunately, I was mistaken. He scored a touchdown that would have given me a plus five, and I would have gotten a high score last week. Instead, I ended up in second place. Luckily, I still won my my individual matchup. Dave, that must be nice for you, bro. I'm at all. I don't think this has ever happened to the foul boys. I'm riding a five game losing streak that's been over a month here. And the saddest thing was if I would have benched Joe Mix and put in Damian Pierce and benched Amon Ross St. Brown and put in Garrett Wilson, I would have easily beat the disco donkeys but i didn't have the foresight so i'm dead my fifth straight l it might be time to have a fire sale on the foul boys or at least get rid of <laughs> upper management and maybe the coaching staff i don't know what the hell's going and on what is there. your record now casey three and five disappointing however my three and five <laughs> very exciting having one two in a row very exciting three and five record we started, I was on top of the mountain, and you were at the bottom when we met halfway, and you were stoked, and I was sad. <laughs> Shift passing in the night. Oh, and man. There we are. Brutal. All relative. Speaking of fantasy go-back starts of the week, how about some total fantasy domination? Dave, give me a yeah. quarterback. How about Jalen Hurts? He's on the Greenbud Packers, also a Philadelphia Eagle. He had 285 passing yards, four touchdowns, and 10 rushing yards. Wow. Well, I bet you're going to like this one. The King, Derrick Henry, for lightning strikes, man. 219 rush yards, two rush touchdowns. Dave, I'm not going to mention his nine receiving yards. I'm not going to do it. Don't do it. But talking about receiving, Casey, you were somebody on the receiving end of those Hertz passes. It was A.J. Brown for the Los Burros Locos. He had 156 yards and three receiving touchdowns. Nice. And then helping to kill me for the Disco Donkeys was Tyler Conklin. He had 79 receiving yards and two touchdowns. Dave, there's a ton of buys this week. Yep. What's a quarterback you might get out there to stream? 
How about Justin Fields, Casey? He's available in a lot of leagues, and it's uh, um, three straight re- weeks with him having at least 60 rushing yards, and that's really pushing that score up. Even passed the ball exceptionally well last week. Yeah, and at running back, how about Kenyon Drake? He was supposed to be out, but Gus Edwards got hurt. So Kenyon, man, he's done nice when he's been in there. So as long mm-hmm. as he's the lead back there, um, could put up a lot of yards in that Ravens rush offense. Yeah, and at, Ron, uh, at wide receiver, Rondell Moore, um, 69 in week eight snap uh snaps 69 of them from the slot and he's been a lot more productive when this uh when he's in the slot and hopefully he'll stay there also another guy to look at is josh palmer of the chargers with keenan uh not back and also uh williams out with the high ankle sprain josh palmer should get a lion's share of targets there nice and and the the falcons aren't very good at stopping uh, the receiver they give up a lot of points in that in that category then over at tight end, we saw Mark Andrews go out last week. Isaiah likely came in. He was pretty good, had a, a bunch of yards and a touchdown. So not sure what Andrews' status is moving forward, but it's likely that likely will go again this week. <laughs> likely to have a nice score. Awesome. All right. We mentioned it. Uh, all the teams on buys this week, Cleveland, Dallas, Denver, the Giants, the Pittsburgh Steelers, and the San Francisco 49ers. So Dave. Let's get into the game previews, baby. It's Sweet. week nine. What? Week nine? Dude, it's slipping away. Can't believe it. Dude, it's freaking it's me away. out. Where did it go? Where does it go? Flies by. Flies oh. by. Oh, it's bittersweet. Bittersweet, my friend. Well, entering week nine, Dave, fun fact. Each conference has four teams currently in a playoff spot that missed the postseason last year. We're talking the Ravens, the Chargers, the Dolphins, and Jets. And in the NFC, the Falcons, the Vikings, the Giants, and the Seahawks. Ooh, it'll be interesting to see how all that all shakes out, with those, certainly with those New York teams in there. It's pretty impressive and, and surprising. All right, Dave, get us started with Thursday night football. All right, it's the Philadelphia Eagles at the Houston Texans. Eagles on the road favored by 12 and a half. Ooh. Yeah, there's a good reason. The Eagles are the NFL's only undefeated team, and they're looking to go 8-0 for the first time in franchise history. Wow. Big reason they are undefeated. You mentioned it in fantasy. A.J. Brown, 156 and three TDs last week. He did all of that in the first half, and he should have had a fourth TD, but he got uh, caught from behind because I guess he was running so damn much. He didn't have this <laughs> stamina to keep going, but, man, he has been worth every penny. Yep. What a great offseason trade. And, of course, Jalen Hurts is continuing his ascension. He's won his last 10 regular season starts. And wow. as much as I hate it, dude, this Philly defense deserves a lot of credit. They don't give up any big plays. Only 15 plays of 20 yards or more. That's best in the league. They limit teams to under 16 points a game. They lead the league in takeaways with 16. They're fifth in sacks with 23. We talked about Robert Quinn coming over. That could increase that sack production. Wow. Uh, unfortunately, Rookie uh, defensive tackle Jordan Davis, he's got the uh, high ankle sprain. He's going on IR. He's going to miss at least the four next games. And let's talk these Texans, Casey. At the beginning of the year, this was a year about evaluating the young quarterback, Davis Mills. And at 1-5-1, and one, it remains a year all about evaluating the young quarterback, Davis Mills. It has not been all that great for Davis Mills. Jury's still out, though. His quarterback rating on the season, just under 82 with eight touchdowns and six picks. Uh, one of the highlights is Damian Pierce, rookie running back, averaging 4.5 yards a carry, but still just three touchdowns for him. This team's averaging under 17 points a game, and it's hard to win very many footballs in the NFL. 
uh, football games with that little of scoring. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of uh, Hurts family and friends in the house in Houston there on Thursday night. That's not going to help the Texans <laughs> cause. <laughs> All right, up next on Sunday, it's your Los Angeles Chargers <laughs> at the Atlanta Falcons. Ooh. Chargers favored by three and a half. All right, coming off the bye and before that, uh, kind of blown out by Seattle at home for this Charger team, which has been very, very banged up. Um, good news, Eckler had a really nice game, uh, 127 yards from scrimmage. Uh, and a season uh, high 12 catches uh, last time out. But uh, this team has just been banged up, like I said. No Keenan Allen. He's had an aggravated that hamstring that's kept him out basically the whole season pretty much. Um, it was a high ankle sprain for Mike Williams. So there's your top two receivers out in this one. They'll have to rely on Gerald Everett, the tight end, as well as Josh Palmer and a, an assortment of other receivers to try and get the job done. Uh, it's been... Uh, a, a good season for Herbert, but it hasn't been a great season. The the injured cartilage rib issue has been, uh, I think, subtly holding him back uh, along the way here. Um, but, you know, ultimately, the run defense has been one of the big issues. And it seems like in every game they give up a huge run. So it makes their bad run defense look worse, statistically speaking. And unfortunately, this Falcons team is kind of all about running the football. Yeah, Dave, raise your wing if you had the Dirty Birds in first place in the <laughs> NFC South in week eight. <laughs> no, sir. No, nobody did. Uh -uh. Um, <clears throat> you mentioned that run game. Cordero Patterson, he's returned to practice. Not sure we're going to see him on Sunday, but he's coming back sooner than later. But between Mariota, Algier, and Caleb Huntley, you mentioned that's a multi-faceted rushing attack that can de give defenses a lot of trouble. That might be bad news for your Chargers there. Good news for the Chargers. You won't see A.J. Terrell again this week. He's still trying to get um, healthy again. So um, this, is, uh, this is a weird matchup. You don't see these teams hook up too often. So a road game for the Chargers, early start. That's traditionally not been great, but nope. Boy, they need a win. All right, up next is the Miami Dolphins at the Chicago Bears. Dolphins are favored by four and a half uh, in this one. It is, of course, a rematch of the 1985 win by the Dolphins that ruined the Bears' perfect season and preferred, pre preserved the Dolphins as the only team in the NFL that ever had a perfect season. Craziness, man. And we're back <laughs> just a couple years later. Here we uh, go. Let's yeah. It. We mentioned earlier um, Tyreek Hill coming over for the uh, the draft pick. He leads the league in both receptions and receiving yards. Um, his um, counterpart there, Jalen Waddle, he's fourth in receiving yards. And they've combined together for the most receiving yards. That's a lot of receiving yards by a yes, pair sir. of teammates through the first eight weeks of a season in the Super Bowl era. And both Hill and Waddle each have four games of at least 100. Guess what? Receiving yards. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, you know, if Tua stays healthy, man, this team can be explosive. Um, they're averaging 6.24 yards per play. That's third in the NFL. They right. just added Jeff Wilson Jr. to bolster that running game. This is the 49ers East. And with the healthy Tua, like I said, Super Bowl contenders on throws of 10-plus yards, Tua has the highest passing grade, second highest passer rating, and highest in completion percentage at almost 67%. If they can keep to a healthy sky is the limit for these dolphins. Yeah. And look at these bears. Uh, they're at three and five right now. I thought they were a lousy team early on, but kind of accumulated some wins. I think lately um, they've been playing better. 
Uh, a couple weeks ago on national television, it seemed like a light came on a little bit for them. Last week, they played well against the Cowboys, although they came up uh, substantially short against your Cowboys, Casey. But nonetheless, it still looked good. There were some areas there that were in, uh, impressive. And one of them, of course, uh, well, here's this. They are the second team. Uh, they could be the second team in the Super Bowl era to run for 225 or more yards in four straight games. Wow. And so one of the reasons they're doing that is they've really started to utilize Justin Fields in the running game. And I think that's actually helped him as a passer as well, because defenses are having to guard him differently. Uh, last week, um, almost 74 percent passing, uh, a total of 211 yards with uh, passing and rushing combined and a career high 120 quarterback rating. So there's in, there's some efficiency there. Also running the ball really well with Montgomery and Herbert there uh, between the two of them last week. They averaged they were about 175 yards from scrimmage. So that's pretty impressive too. Uh, passing the ball. Mooney has come alive a little bit. Cole Komet got his first touchdown of the season last week. So um, Bears sitting at three and five. Obviously, um, this is an important game. If they can get the win and get themselves kind of back in the mix there, it's going to be a challenge. But they're playing some good football. Yeah, and catering that offense to Fields' skill set is paying dividends. And, man, that dude is – he's on the rise, man. I saw a lot of great play from him last week. Yeah, and they add Chase Claypool, as we mentioned in the previous uh, – one of the previous segments there. So that could come into play um, maybe even sooner, uh, but certainly later. All right, up next we have – Carolina Panthers at Cincinnati Bengals and the Bengals are seven and a half point favorites in this one. I'll tell you this Panthers team uh, at two and six is playing pretty well for a team that fired their coach, traded their best offensive player and is now on their third quarterback. Uh, but that third quarterback is PJ Walker. He had a career high 317 yards and a touchdown last week. Uh, Deontay Foreman, rushed for 118 yards and three touchdowns. So it was a really impressive performance. In fact, they were going to win that football game that they lost in overtime to Atlanta if DJ Moore wouldn't have taken his helmet off after scoring what looked to be the game-winning touchdown. All they needed was an extra point. That penalty kicked them back 15 yards, and they just missed that extra point. Um, This team is playing pretty well, and it's P.J. Walker's job um, not because the other guys can't play anymore, because but because he's playing well. Yeah, and dude, the uh, Bengals are coming off an extremely disappointing performance on Monday Night Football. Gross. Keeps Joe Burrow winless against the Browns. They are uh, Joe Cool's kryptonite there. Um, and dude, it's not just Joey B. These defending AFC champs are on the ropes. And if the season ended ended today, they wouldn't even be in the playoffs. They can't run the football and they can't protect Burrow. Dude, Mixon ranks fourth in carries and third in touches, but only 21st in rush yards. Hmm. He's getting the rock. They just, There's no holes. He's getting hit in the backfield. There's just oh nothing my. there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. A little more bad news as of Wednesday. Jamar Chase still on crutches, so I don't expect to see him this weekend. The defense has been pretty good. Hendrickson got banged up on Monday night. I'm sure he's going to go. But who would have thought in this cap battle that it's the Bengals struggling to find answers and the Panthers kind of, you know, getting their mojo going a little bit. <laughs> All right. Up next is the Green Bay Packers at the Detroit Lions pack on the road, favored by just three and a half in this one. Yeah. And, you know, there's a bunch of cheeseheads raging in Green Bay because the pack didn't do anything at the trade deadline. No help for A-Rod. Oh. Or it's like, I like to call him Ayahuasca Rogers. <laughs> now, I'm sure uh, no moves on the trade deadline didn't go over well with him. 
but I do feel like this team will get things figured out. But it looks like this needs to be a run-first team to me. They were able to run the ball well against the Bills, but that's just such a high-powered offense over there. They just couldn't keep pace with the scoring. Um, And these Packers, they better beat the damn Lions because their next three games are versus the Cowboys, Titans, and Eagles. It's not getting any easier, dude. Brutal. How about this Detroit Lions team? Arguably, Casey, the best one in six team in the league. (laughs) A lot of excitement around this team, but they seem to play always just well enough to come up a tiny bit short and lose the game, as they did last week in a nice performance, losing by four points to Miami. Um, But Jared Goff threw, uh, well, 321 yards in a touchdown last week. Getting some good productivity at uh, John Ray Swift, who was in the end zone last week, as well as Jamal Williams, uh, who is averaging 4.5 yards, 4. yards a carry and has eight touchdowns on the season. So uh, there's plenty of weapons here. Amon Ross St. Brown has been playing well for them, seven catches and 70 yards uh, last week as well. Uh, one of the high points in this uh, probably pretty much lost season, a building season, let's say, is Aiden Hutchinson, the rookie, sitting there with four and a half sacks. And he seems to be a pretty legit um, defensive uh, superstar in the making. All right, up next, the Las Vegas Raiders at the Jacksonville Jaguars. And the Raiders are two and a half point favorites in this game. That's two and a half more points than they had last week, Dave. <laughs> and look at this Raiders team at two and five in, in an absolute desperate situation to win the win the ball game. Certainly can't afford to fall too fur, too much further behind mm-hmm. all the other teams in the AFC West. Uh, looks like the division's pretty much almost out of reach at this point, but getting spanked 24 to nothing. Uh, to the Saints last week was something none of us saw coming. And it really starts to quite make, you know, ask the question, does Josh McDaniels know what the hell he's doing as a head coach? We know he's a coordinator uh, and and he has a great history of excellence in that category. But some guys are just that and not meant to be head coaches. Maybe that's the situation here. But there's still time for them to sort of scrap it around and see, see what they can get together. Josh Jacobs, though, on a career uh, year and on a contract year, uh, he's looking to get 150 yards for the third time out of the last four weeks. He's running amok there, dude. And the thing is here, D- Derek Carr, we expected more out of him. His quarterback rating mm-hmm. on the season under 87, 87, nine touchdowns wow. and just five picks. So um, they've got great weapons. I mean, Waller's been hurt, but Foster Moreau's played well. Devontae Adams, I think they expected more out of that upgrade, and he's just got five touchdowns on the season, which is fine, but it's just not what you were expecting or hoping for. Mac Collins has done a great job at wide receiver, kind of uh, filling it out there uh, as Hunter Renfro has been uh, banged up a bit. But man, this Raiders team and both of these teams need a win bad, but the Raiders team need it really, really bad. Yeah, dude, these uh, former Patriot, you know, coordinators are finding it's not so warm and comfortable outside of the hoodie that hoodie protects you from all this outside (laughs) stuff and it's just not going down with these guys but uh you know let's talk about these jags they are improving they're playing pretty good defense but it's still a team that makes crucial mistakes at bad times and they can't close games out trevor lawrence from london last week had a chance to go up 14 nothing a goal to go situation and he throws a pick dude you just can't do it throw it away play another down got to come away with points there so that stuff is still happening 
and they got to get it cleaned up. And I think they eventually will. Um, Lawrence is showing signs of becoming that guy. But like I said, too many mistakes. Um, ATN, though, dude, what a game last week. Career highs, 156 yards and two touchdowns, man. He is really looks like he's completely back from that injury. Yeah. Um, good defense. Clean up the mistakes, dude, and they get some wins. Um, not a lot of expectation on them this season. Peterson's first as the head coach. But uh, I do believe this team is going to be uh, someone to be reckoned with down the road, just not yet. No doubt about it. All right. Up next, the Indianapolis Colts at the New England Patriots. The Patriots, who the Patriots are favored by five and a half in this one. Oh, dude. And last week, Sam Ellinger was so close to getting his first win in his first career star with Scary Terry went Michael Myers and he killed those (laughs) Colts. This is my town, he said, as he ripped that ball away from Stephon Gilmore. What a great catch. Um, Still going to this. The the run game's just not been there like it was last year. And more bad news, Jonathan Taylor tweaked that gimpy ankle. So I'm not Mm. sure if he's going to be able to play on Sunday. We mentioned Naheem Hines is gone. He's on the Bills now. They do have Deion Jackson, and they did pick up Zach Moss from those Bills. Um, But the, the run has to improve especially if they're working this new quarterback in there, Sam Ellinger. I think he might be the answer to the future. We got about eight weeks to find out. All right. How about this Patriots team sitting there right at four and four? And just when you think they're kind of um, spiraling down the toilet bowl, they come up and lash out against the Jets, whacking the Jets, who was everybody's, uh, you know, uh, exciting young, you know, quarterback and all that. Guess what? Bill Belichick has something for a young quarterback. Uh, and it always seems he always seems to have the answers there on how to shut uh, a young QB down. But Mac Jones on the other side, uh, a pretty solid game, uh, 69 percent for uh, 194 yards. It was all about, though, uh, Ramondre Stevenson, 143 yards from scrimmage, um, split it nicely between rushing and receiving. And da- Damian Harris tacked on 52 more. So pretty good performance offensively. Uh, and Jacoby Myers. Uh, really stepping it up at the receiver position, grabbing a touchdown pass there. So uh, this Patriots team, they it just when you want to count them out, they're they're plugging right along, sitting there at four and four. They're right in the mix. And uh, on the on the defensive side, obviously they've got weapons and stuff. But Matthew Judon, eight and a half sacks, yeah. he had a big game as well. All right, up next, Dave Buffalo Bills at the New York Jets, and the Bills are twelve and a half point favorites in this one. Yeah, no doubt about this. Bills team is impressive, Casey. Uh, and coming off a win, uh, twenty-seven to seventeen against the Pack, where people were going, "Wow, they didn't beat them more," you know. Right. So, <laughs> I mean, Josh Allen though, two hundred and sixty-seven yards uh, last week. Uh, Singletary uh, running the ball with eighty-three yards, and Cook as well contributing seventy-six yards on the ground. But Diggs, six catches, 108 yards and a touchdown. Thing about this team, though, Casey, is they're so well-rounded. You've got Josh Allen with 19 touchdowns and just six picks, a 105.9 QB rating, which is crazy sick at, at this point in the season. But on offense, they're number one in yards, number two in points at 29 points per game. Defensively, they're third in yards given up and first in points given up at just 14 points a game. So, I mean... That is an impressive number uh, on both sides of the football. Very balanced football team. And Von Miller acquisition, six sacks, he leads the squad. This group can get after the quarterback on the defensive side. They've got everything going on right now. 
Yeah, dude, last week the Jets come out in those sweet all-black unis with a black helmet and laid an egg, man. Total bummer for the debut of those. But they were in that game until they had that pick six wiped out, which in my opinion was a bogus roughing the passer call, dude. It was like, got to be able to hit them. Um, And that's kind of when things started falling apart. I don't think these Jets are as good as their record, but if they can somehow sneak into the playoffs – that would be great. OTJ, Dave, that's on the job training for such a young team. There is a lot of talent there, but I'm still not convinced Zach Wilson is the guy. He's shown flashes, yeah. and I'm not talking about him showing his junk to his mom's friends. I'm talking <laughs> about making plays on the field, but I need to see more. Not his junk, more plays on the field, Dave. These last <laughs> week, uh, last eight weeks should help uh, paint that picture a little bit and see where we're actually at with him. Yeah, too many bogus uh, roughing the passer calls. Oh, it's, it's ridiculous. All right, Minnesota Vikings at the Washington Commanders. Vikings on the road favored by three and a half in this one, Casey. Dave, you said the Lions might be the best one and six team in the league. <laughs> These Vikings might be the most disrespected six and one team in the league. Mm, true. Disrespect, a- disrespect the quarterback. Cousins right now, Casey. That's right. He's balling at the moment, and I think T.J. Hawkinson will be a tremendous help to this offense. They'll at least have a package for him for this week, and it'll grow um, as the season progresses, man. So they run the ball well. You like that? (laughs) You like this package growing? (laughs) Dave, get your mind out of the gutter, man. You're talking about flashing. flashing. (laughs) So it's Zach Wilson's package. (laughs) Oh, man. But let's flip it. Hey, I'm getting some. Hey, I guess the dog likes the jokes, too. Um, Zadarius Smith, dude, the NFC player of the week, three sacks, um, four pressures and three more hits on Kyler last week. He leads the NFL in tackles for loss with 13 tied for the league in sacks with eight and a half. And did I mention they took this cap from the hated Packers who are currently three and five and on a four game losing streak? Viking fan is scolding all over that. These Vikes are 3-0 in the division. If they can stay out of primetime games, this division could and should be theirs, man. Yep, no doubt. How about this Commanders team surprisingly sitting at 4-4? Four and four? You, you know, when you think of them, you're like, eh, not there. but they're coming off a win against Detroit. Narrowly snuck that one up out of there. And you can't help but wonder what they would be like if they had Heineke starting every game this season. Yeah. Because he's playing some good football, over 74% passing uh, last week with 279 yards and two touchdowns. They got uh, Brian Robinson back to join up with Antonio Gibson. Both guys um, running the ball well. They've got about 140 yards from scrimmage last week, as well as J.D. McKissick getting a lot of receptions out of the backfield for this squad. You mentioned McLaurin's um, amazing catch last week. It was 113 yards. And an, um, an amazing performance there. And uh, Curtis Samuel contributing as well. thing about this team is if they can stay out of turnover trouble, they're minus four in the giveaway takeaway. And if they can stay away from turning the football over, I mean, we know how deadly that is. They can be in this football game and give this Vikings team a run. And Dave, don't forget Chase Young getting back to practice. Hopefully he can get on the field soon for these uh, commandos and really solidify that defense and make a push. All right, Dave, up next, the Seattle Seahawks at the Arizona Cardinals. And the Cardinals are two and a half point favorites. Dave, the disrespect for Geno just won't stop. Yeah, the Seahawks team, one of the stories of the season at five and three. And Geno Smith, one of the individual stories of the season. They're coming off a big win against the Giants team that was on a tear. They crushed them 27 to 13. Geno Smith playing exceptionally well. 
passing for nearly 68%, 212 yards and two touchdowns and 104 rating last week. But the, one of the big new finds is, unfortunately, Penny went down with the broken leg. But Kenneth Walker, the rookie second-round pick, has been electric, dude. 51 rushing yards and a touchdown last week. He is on fire. He leads all rookies with five TDs, and he hasn't played that many games even. Also, the, uh, DK Metcalf, coming back off that injury, was able to perform pretty nicely. He ends up grabbing a touchdown pass as well as Tyler Lockett uh, in that game. So uh, really nice performance by Geno Smith. Again, avoiding the soul-crushing interception is the key. It's something that he's always been been like victimized by. He just yeah. always falls into that trap. This year, he's so poised. The protection uh, is good, and he's out there uh, chucking the ball around on the defensive side. you got to give uh, Pete Carroll credit. He has got these guys rallied and playing well. They grabbed Uchenna Nuoso off the Chargers uh, in the offseason. He's got five sacks on the year. Uh, Boye Mafe coming off a sack last week. This team's playing good on both sides of the football, and, and there's a reason they're 5-3. and three. They're a good football team. Yeah, dude, and you can change the lyrics to the Geno Shuffle by Boss Gags next time you go do karaoke. <laughs> Trust me, it works. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about these Cardinals, though, dude. Yeah. Um, I'm... You know, if seats are heating up, it's got to be Cliff Kingsbury. This guy fell up. He was at yeah. Texas Tech and couldn't build a winner around. Oh, his quarterback was Patrick Mahomes. And <laughs> I'm not sure he's the right guy for this team because there is so much damn talent on it. They start slow. They're sloppy. They make questionable decisions instead of taking points on fourth down. So I'm not sure how much uh, longer this guy's going to be there if they don't turn it around. Kyler Murray's been pretty good. A few uh, interceptions here and there, but he doesn't have a run game to lean on. He is still the leading rusher, and he's only got 299 yards. I know James Conner has been out, but they got to have more of a balance here. It can't just be all Kyler. They they did get DeAndre Hopkins back, and in two games, he's got 22 catches and almost 300 yards and had that sick one-handed touchdown grab last week. It was completely awesome. You mentioned Rondell Moore earlier. This guy had seven uh, for 92 and a touchdown last week. So there's weapons there. They just got to clean up the crap, man, that is slowing these guys down. So um, I'm just not sure Kingsbury is the dude to get that done for them. All righty. Up next is the Los Angeles Rams uh, at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in a huge game for both these squads and the, uh, the Buccaneers are favored by three and a half. Wow. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, mm. Let's talk about these Rams, dude. They have no depth, man. They are banged up everywhere, especially the offensive line. Um, Van Jefferson and Cooper Cup didn't practice on Wednesday, and I don't know why the hell Cooper Cup's in the final drive of that game last week with absolutely zero chance to win the thing. You know, gets twist. Hopefully, he avoided a major injury, but he th- there's yeah. no reason for him to be in there. And you know, I know the offensive line is terrible, but Matt Stafford's got to be a little uh, more judicious with the football as to which team he's throwing it to. Way too many interceptions. Part of that is because they haven't been able to run the ball, and that's been a major problem. They do like Kieran Williams. And it was looking like they might trade Cam Akers at the deadline, but now it looks like they might be mending fences. Instead, he would be a welcomed addition to that offense that just, you know, they're averaging less than 50 yards a game on the ground. And as of now, dude, these Rams are on the outside 
looking into the playoff, dude. Talk about a Super Bowl hangover. Not only that, the Seahawks and the 49ers are both above them in the NFC West. They need to get to 500 before they can even start thinking about the playoffs, and that's going to be a tough road to hoe. But they do have two games with the Seahawks down the stretch, so they can make up some of the ground. I'm just not sure they're good enough to do it. And if they can, it might be too little, too late, TBD. Yeah, and, and the Buccaneers in a very similar situation in terms of that uh, outside looking in uh, at three and five, and in a bad situation, they need this win. They came, they played halfway decently against the Ravens and came up a little short last Thursday. Here's the good news: Tom Brady is 164 yards away from becoming the first player ever with 100,000 career pass yards. Casey, that's and a lot. <laughs> he had 325 last week, so. We'll assume he's going to get that. But one of the problems here is that it's really been all Tom Brady. He has 340 passes on the season. That's too many. Okay, too many. Even though he has only one interception, his passer rating is just 92.4. Not good. And here's another problem. They can't run the ball efficiently. Leonard Fournette, just 3.4 yards a carry and only two touchdowns. That's just not good enough from a team that wants to be able to be, you know, sort of strong arm the other team and be able to mow it down their, 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 their throats there. Mike Evans with a nice game last week, but that seems to be what it is. Uh, hit and miss with the receivers with Brady and uh, Julio Jones gets just his first touchdown of the season last week, Casey. And here's another thing, Casey. This is the, the since the Super Bowl era began, uh, when the two teams that face each other that, that won the previous Super Bowl, the, the team that won the most recent Super Bowl has won six of the previous seven matchups. Well, that will be the Rams. So that's a bad situation for these Buccaneers, too. Yeah, it's weird to see these Bucks struggle so hardcore in the red zone. See Brady missing open receivers. He missed Evans and Kyle Rudolph last week that have been gimmies. I wonder if he's still got Gronk on speed dial. He's pleading with him probably harder than he's pleading with uh, Giselle. Yeah, Gronk's not taking that call right now. He's like, oh, I see what's going on there. I'm going to pass right now. All right, a little Sunday night football. This looks to be, well, maybe. We'll see. Tennessee Titans at the Kansas City Chiefs. Ten and a half point spread in this one, Dave. Wow. Both teams coming in at five and two. That's a pretty enormous spread considering both teams have the same record at this stage in the season. But last week, Tennessee just eked out a win uh, against Houston. And it was Malik Willis at the quarterback position with Tannehill on the men there. Looks like Tannehill is trending towards playing in this one. Malik Willis was just six of ten. Good news is they didn't really need more than six completions from Malik because Derrick Henry was rolling with 219 yards and two touchdowns last week. Dontrell Hilliard added another 83 yards to it, or Henry may have threatened the single-game rushing record. Henry on the season averaging 4.5 yards a carry, so very impressive there, as well as uh, seven touchdowns. So this Titans team likes to win scrappy, take it to the end, and somehow eke out a victory. And that's going to be a tough. Uh, that's going to be a tough do, deal against this uh, Chiefs squad. Can I get a fantasy draft go back where I picked Henry over Joe Mixon? They <laughs> just no, want to can't. trade me. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> that was worth a I shot. Was a I was the recipient of that. <laughs> that oversight. Have to try. All right, let's talk about these Chiefs, man. They've won three of their past four games, and all four of those games came against 2021 playoff teams. Their only loss coming to the Bills, and that went right down to the wire. Uh, Andy Reid has a 20-3 and career record following his team's bye week. 
Wow. Kansas City has won nine consecutive games in November, dating back to week 11 of the 2019 season, dude. So it's a bad time for these Titans to be catching the Chiefs. Yeah. And I have a question. How much Kadarius Tony are we going to see, man? I am so excited to see what Andy Reid draws up for this guy. It might not be a lot this week, but at least they did have the buy to kind of work that in there. He's going to be an amazing addition to this team, I think, as long as he's healthy. And, uh, you know, quietly, Patrick Mahomes leading the NFL with 20 touchdown passes this season. And he's second yards per game at over 308 and second pass rating at 109.5, man. So uh, Chiefs, Chiefs are going to Chief, baby. Yeah, ton of weapons for Reed to work with there, too. All right, Monday Night Football, Casey. It's the Baltimore Ravens at the New Orleans Saints. The Ravens on the road favored by three and a half. This will be the 136th game played this season, officially making it the halfway point of the 2022 NFL season. Halfway, Casey. Wow. Dude, it's, that gives me a gross feeling. I mean, I'm stoked <laughs> that we still have a season left, but I'm totally bummed that we've already threw half a season, Dave. Totally conflicted, <laughs> man. Freaking out here. Uh, but let's talk about these Ravens, dude. They've had a lead of at least 10 points in each of their first eight games this season, dude. And they've managed <laughs> to throw three of these away. So wow. um, Lamar Jackson is playing pretty amazing football, dude. Uh, he's running it. He's doing his Lamar thing. At the running back position, it's kind of been, you know, they thought it was going to be Dobbins. He got hurt. Kenyon Drake's been nice. And then Gus Edwards came back, and he's got hurt. Justice Hill is kind of floating in there somewhere. But Kenyon Drake, um, he had 62 yards and a touchdown. So that's that's at least good when that's your third or fourth option. Mark Andrews left the game last Thursday with it looks a bad shoulder. I'm not sure he's going to come back for this one. And, you know, that's been Lamar's go-to guy. But we talked about Isaiah Likely. He had six catches, 77 yards, and a touchdown. So if he has to go, I think they feel pretty confident in the position there. Um, we, they added Roquan Smith. He's going to get thrown right into the mix. He's going to be, I think, a great leader on this defense. Mm -hmm. Maybe they can persuade him to take a little less and stay there. Um, but five and three in a division where the Bengals are playing like trash, the Steelers are probably not getting back in this mix. So it's really just between them and the Browns. And they got the one win already. So uh, Baltimore setting themselves up if they can stay healthy and get healthy at the receiving position for a nice playoff push here. Yeah. And you talk about these Saints, Casey. You know, I think going into the season, they probably thought uh, that they were going to be better than three and five uh, at sort of the halfway point here um, as they traded a bunch of picks in the offseason for uh, Chris Olave to try and get up there and grab that rookie receiver. They acquired Tyrone Matthews. They thought they would have Winston at their quarterback for Dennis Allen's uh, first season as the actual head coach there in New Orleans. Um, but it hasn't worked out quite that way. But at three and five, they're still in the mix. And uh, after last week's lambasting of the Raiders, where they debacled the Raiders 24 to nothing. Andy Dalton played extremely well, over 73% passing, two touchdowns. As long as he stays away from the pick, he's in great shape. He's got that veteran savvy. And then Kamara really got it going, 158 yards from scrimmage, and he had nine receptions to do it. So he's really a versatile weapon there. Uh, Olave did have a nice game, five catches, 52 yards. Um, but the Saints team, this is a critical uh, juncture in their season. Uh, and if they could find a way to get a W here, uh, you know, this would be uh, enormous 
towards their opportunity. The, the, everything is wide open in front of them. They just oh, have yeah. to gather up a couple of W's. Yeah, dude. You know, no one's running away with their division. So no one. they stack yeah. a few wins. Anything can happen there. I worry a little bit about the depth of Mark Ingram out at running back. How much could Kamara take? But, man, he was awesome last week. Sure was. Ooh, it is going to be good, people. I'll tell you what. So many ways you can check out the football dudes. The easiest? Subscribe to the Trend Zone. That's the podcast you're listening to right now. It is available for free. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Subscribe, like, give us those five-star reviews. We appreciate it. Yeah, like us on Instagram and Facebook while you're at it, Casey. And follow us on Twitter at FootballDudesLA. Make sure you, you tag us on all those social media pa- platforms. We appreciate that. Yeah, and if you're uh, surfing the web, go ahead and make a pit stop at FootballDudes.com. It's all right there for you. That is going to do it for this episode of The Trend Zone. Remember, we're not the suits that talk football. We're the dudes that know football. For Dave, I'm Casey. Enjoy week nine. We are out of here.